Hello and welcome to episode 179 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And on this episode, we'll be reviewing the mega hit in China, Warcraft, as well as our top five Ben Foster movies. So, Joel, you're, you're the video gamer here. What did you think when you heard they were making a Warcraft movie? And what were your expectations going into this? My initial reaction to them making a Warcraft movie was, this is completely unadaptable <laughs> and a play for money. Right. pandering. <laughs> but when I saw the first trailer, it's a quality-made movie, one way or the other. It's not a... Uh, it didn't pump and dump this one out. Like It actually... The special effects are decent-looking compared to what I, I guess I would have expected. Pump um, and dump. But I was... <laughs> I made a gamble in our draft... That yeah, you saw something in their install base and all that this could be big. And yeah. that gamble did not pay off. Hey, it was big in China. I mean, biggest, I think, hit of all time in China. It actually made it profitable for you, but unfortunately, you know, made nothing in the United States, basically. Yeah. And the Rotten Tomatoes was a nice 28%. Ooh. Yeah, so, yeah, not the best draft pick, but, yeah, for me, I have no interest in World of Warcraft, and or regular work, Warcraft, for that matter, and I thought the trailer looked bad, but the thing that kept me hope, kept hope alive for me, was that Duncan Jones was directing it, who directed one of my favorite movies of all time, in Moon, as well as a very good sci-fi thriller in Source Code as well. So I th- it had the pedigree. It had a decent cast. I mean, not actually, I'm lying out my ass. I did not like the cast. Ben Foster <laughs> <laughs> can be good from time to time. Um, he definitely was not in this, spoiler alert, for me. <laughs> and uh, like Paula Patton, she's hot. Uh, there's a, I mean, a couple interesting names here, but... Tony Kebble. But yeah, my expectations were low, but I was holding out hope because some people, and I do mean very few when I say that, did like the movie. Yeah. So I didn't know what to expect necessarily. Personally, I don't think it's the direction of the movie that's bad. I just, I think it's more of the IP itself. It just doesn't lend itself well. Because Warcraft isn't like, like we were talking about in the last episode, Final Fantasy, which is like storied for storytelling and characters. And There is a story in World of Warcraft, but it's, it's very expanded. It's a long time of building it, and it's secondary at best to what the game is about. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, I didn't really play World of Warcraft or um, Warcraft. Really started with like Command and Conquer style games. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't even know 
like that there was a difference until I started hearing about the movie and like that this was actually an adaptation of the original game. I I thought it was brave that they started with the Orc family. Yeah. And tried to build these ties with them before they even got into really the rest of it. I give them kudos for that, but not much of this movie worked for me. I'm I'm sure if I knew all the lore and the characters and the the Easter eggs that were probably over my head, I would have liked it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, I hated this movie. <laughs> um, couldn't get into it at all. The, uh, the only thing, I guess, like, one of the only positives I can say is that the orcs themselves looked great when it was just orcs. In it is impressive the- that they made them look like they were living, breathing, for the most part. The other thing I would say is, like I said at first, the quality of the movie looked decent. But after watching the movie, I think it's like the art style just doesn't, like it doesn't look lived in. Yeah, exactly. And the problem comes when the orcs and the humans are intermingled. Because then, for some reason, they don't look nearly as good and they kind of stand out and they feel weightless and... Well, they're at sometimes they do not, but for the most part, to me, like, did not buy that these were two people living in the same, you know, universe. Yeah, that was a big problem for me, and also, like Ben Foster was terrible casting for this. Yeah, he really didn't fit. It like all the medieval stuff and like fantasy uh you know generic fantasy tropes like they just felt so rote and so going through the motions and obvious and so bad like i don't know like the dialogue the script at nothing felt real or felt good to me what i'm what i think is maybe they were a little too generous to the the warcraft ip yeah, because I know Duncan Jones is like a fan of it and really wanted to really push to make this, you know, this adaptation because he... But I was going to say like sort of what about these games I didn't like is that's how the games felt to me, even though there was a story and like the cities are literally not lived in. Like when you go to a city, there are these big cities or these big buildings, and most of them have no use whatsoever. No, not even like a pretend use, really. Yeah. And the same with the story. The story is second fiddle to the rest of the game. Yeah, exactly. It, they should have taken a little bit more liberty with, I don't know, making it more Tolkien-esque, I guess. Well, yeah, the world building... I mean, for a universe that actually is well built in video games and you know has plenty of time to have developed like to me I didn't think the world building was very good at all here I didn't fully like buy in or understand like how these people were connected to each other and I don't know again it was a little convoluted but at the same time I think I also was so not in on it from the very beginning that I didn't give it the time of day to try. It's and, also pretty damn long. 
Yeah, that, oh my god, it's so long. Two hours or something like that, it's maybe a little longer. A little over two hours, I believe, but... Oh, really, Jesus. I think, but if... So, that, I mean, I feel like about an hour of the way through the movie, or maybe even less, you kind of decide, I don't like this movie. It didn't take that long for me. Yeah. Like I said, I kind of went into it of trying to like it, Yeah, I guess. Oh, I always try to like every movie, but... And... It suffers from, like, the thing we are saying about the other video game movies where it's, like, they're trying to put, like, 20 years of history or whatever of the game and they end up kind of information dumping you and end up really not caring about any of it. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way, noble endeavor for trying, but we well, miss. Yeah. Well, what did you think of Paula Patton as, the, like, the half-orc, half-human um. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly <laughs> makes sense to me, but like I said, Dan, I don't have a connection to like half work, half human. That didn't. I don't know. It didn't resonate with me the way I felt like the movie wanted me to. It was. I guess he's half human because it tries to give you like a connection to the works. Yeah, it seems like a contrived way of bridging the gap. Between them. But it just didn't make sense. They're two species. Yeah. I couldn't... Or I don't know. I guess the works might be derived from... I don't know. I'm a little lost in the the lore of all that. I couldn't picture her conceivement. (laughs) Yeah. Trust me, I was trying, but I I could not picture that. I guess that's not... Like, in a ways, I guess you think that doesn't matter in those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real life, you know, but I guess it does. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, and the fact that, like, she was practical makeup for the most part, I think, while they're complete CGI, like, that kind of didn't work when she was in the same scene as the orcs. You know, it kind of, it was right there in notice. Definitely a movie that suffers from that, the whole, the CGI look just kind of end up, even though... Some parts of it might look good and end up looking lifeless. Yeah, and it looks a little plasticky. Yeah. But I did... Just, lo- again, it's sort of how Warcraft looks. Like It looks nice, but it's cartoony. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did actually kind of like the villain. Like the bad guy orc. He was kind of cool. Yeah, it, it kind of gave me a little bit of Mordor. Yeah. but Green it was Mordor. It was nothing new, you know, but... For what it was, I thought, like, I didn't have a problem with the villain. I thought menacing enough, had enough good uh, reasons for his take on everything. The battle scenes, like, like we were saying, eventually I just decided I don't care about this movie. But the battle scenes aren't horrible. No, there's some good stuff. Like, choreography of it all is pretty good. Yeah, for me, it's mostly orc-on-orc action. Like, I like the one on the shore where the guy's, like, smashing the other orc's head in. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I like that more. Whenever the humans were involved, it just felt like cosplay or Yeah. Or LARPing. And like you were saying, the, the orcs have more weight to them when they're together. Yeah. But, um, and the fact that they were brave enough to kill off some kind of mean people. They're not mean, but... I sort of just didn't expect many people to die like that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, like, here's the thing. You can't take away, like, the effort. No one's going through the motions. No one's, like, 
Like, I think everyone's taking it seriously, trying to do the best they can do. It's just... It just doesn't work. Didn't work. Yep. Like I would say, it's it's a new, a noble endeavor, but it was ended up not working out. Yeah, exactly. And from what I understand, like, the actual main villain from the World of Warcraft or Warcraft universe was the baby orc that was born or that was at the end. Oh, really? So, like... They really planned this out. <laughs> like, I guess they were planning to have many, many movies of this universe. And it did so well in China. I guarantee there will be a sequel, even if they only release it in China. I don't know, but... It wasn't... It was made by a lot of Chinese companies. Yeah, I'm not exactly... I can't remember exactly... I feel like in the, the beginning, connection. I've never seen so many studios' logos pop up. Right, right. But it was all these ones, and then it was... I forget what the the main studio was. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy the disparity in money it made. Like it made, I can look it up, but it didn't do great over here at all. Yep. Which, I thought it would have done a little better just on its name. Yeah. You see a lot of bad movies at profit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, domestically, it made 47 million. For uh, overseas, it made Three hundred eighty-six million. So there you go. Jeez. In China alone, it made two hundred twenty-one million. Jesus. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, I hated it. Wish I had more to say and debate about it, but I, I really just don't. <laughs> Unless you. I, mean, I think we were pretty generous. Yeah, we oh, were. Yeah. We were supposed to pair this with. Ghostbusters, another movie, just to to pad it out because there wasn't a ton to say, but we'll get to Ghostbusters. You'll you'll wait your turn, Ghostbusters. But I would give Warcraft a three out of ten. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Alright. For me, one of my least favorite movies of the year. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. <laughs> but Ben Foster was the sorcerer, the blue robed Sorcerer, traitor kind of guy here. Um, what's your feelings on Ben Foster in general as an actor? Like, what do you think? I like him, but I don't know if he's always cast correctly. Yeah, it's weird. Or, I don't know, or maybe it's just the movies that he's in I don't like sometimes. He's always... Alright, I'll compare him to... We talked about Paul Dano... A couple episodes ago, I would compare him to Paul Dano in the sense that he's always playing a weirdo, but a different kind of weirdo than Paul Dano would play. But he's always playing like super aggressive or super weird. I don't know how to explain it, but he's like a aggro. Aggressive, but he's usually like introverted in a way. Or, yeah, and he's you know. always doing something weird with his hair or with his voice. Like He's like aggro Paul Dano to me. <laughs> And I feel like he's been in a lot more than I've seen him in. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, like you said. Maybe he's just been around for a while. Yeah, he's been around a bit, but I mean, he's, he can be a good actor. I think he's a decent actor. It's just like a, he's got to have the right part. Yeah. Like he's perfect for some roles and he's great. Or maybe he's even being directed wrong. Like maybe they're just leaning into his on-screen persona because I've seen him in some other movies do different 
styles, but yeah, I don't know. He hasn't been in a lot of great movies. I've seen 17 of his movies, and I'm fairly happy with my top five, but if I had to go any farther down than that, I wouldn't be great. Yeah. yeah. One movie I didn't see. Did you ever see the program? No, I haven't seen it. I was interested. I forgot all about that movie. Yeah, we watched the trailer, I think. It looked cool. He does look a decent amount like Neil or Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Neil Armstrong. He biked all toward the moon. Toward the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just never heard anything about that movie. So it's kind of like dropped off my radar completely. I can't even, I don't even know how well reviewed it was or whatnot. Yeah, I have no idea. But what's your number five? My number five, let's see. I will give it to Liberty Heights because I saw this movie a long time ago and I'm pretty foggy on it. All right. But I know it's about like 1950s Baltimore. Gotta love the local pub. Yeah, I forget what the actor or the director is, but he's made like three or four of these movies. They're just they're I, they're all very slow and boring. But I, <laughs> if I remember correctly, this was the best of them. I, I ugh, yawning. My number five is Alpha Dog, which is a movie that I think is a little underrated. I mean, it's not a great movie by any means, but. Better than I expected it to be. It's got, I think it has Emile Hirsch. It's got Justin Timberlake. This might have been one of his first acting roles. It's got the late Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Um, and Ben Foster, obviously. It's a very bro-y movie, but I thought, I thought it was effective. Did you see it? Yeah, I remember, I didn't have high expectations for this movie. I saw it a long time ago as well. But I remember it pretty well. There's not much get confused about but yeah i remember a scene where anton yelchin's in the pool with like two girls at the same time i don't know why that sticks out but yeah <laughs> um it's got a lot of people in it yeah i remember what i did like about it is i this is my number four by the way all right cool yeah nice um it made me realize justin timberlake wasn't a horrible actor no not at all um and yeah, I agree. It's kind of underrated. It's not amazing. But uh, actually, I'd recommend you see Kid Cannabis if you sort of like this movie. All right. It's a little bit better. Cool. Uh, not exactly the same, but along the same lines. Yeah. I, I like the... Um, take note of that. The buddy ship, but like the kid was kidnapped and it was sort of... They were kind of nice to him. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, Even yeah. though it ended up being nefarious. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. A little bit of a different take on something like that. Agreed. But my number four <laughs> is a movie. I don't know how well it holds up. I loved, I liked it a lot at the time. It's a superhero movie. It's The Punisher. The Thomas Jane Punisher. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just liked how it portrayed... His origin story, and it's definitely a little more light-hearted than, like, Punisher Warzone or even the Punisher from the Netflix show, but... This it, is made a while ago, though. Yeah. 
and it was pr- it had a Spider-Man kind of vibe. Um, yeah, well, it was like in that heyday, right? Yeah, for sure. Original ones, and it still had that terribly tragic scene of his family, like his wife and son, or I can think daughter, getting mowed down by the cops and the mob. So, to me, it was effective. John Travolta is the villain, and that's unfortunate, but. <laughs> uh, it had a lot of good moments like the big Russian guy attacking him in the room and I don't know if I rewatched it I probably would think a little bit less of it than I currently do in my mind but it's my number four anyway yeah uh, from what I understand it doesn't hold up as well as some people remember it but I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through yeah so what's your number three my number three is going to be contraband Alright, that would be my number six, probably, if I went down to that. It's a movie that I thought I was going to like. It wasn't a horrible movie, but it wasn't good either. Yeah. But I thought he was a really good bad guy. Yeah, oh yeah. He was actually very menacing. And I liked the whole aspect that he had, like, a personal connection with, like, Mark Wahlberg and all. And... That's really the only redeeming factor about it that I'll say. So I, I just liked his performance personally. Yeah. See, for me, it was almost like the opposite. Like, it was a movie I thought I was going to hate or not like, and I liked it more than I expected to. But it's, yeah, it was still very mediocre, middle of the road. Yeah. And mediocre is a perfect word for that. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard people that hate him in this movie. And I could kind of see that, but. Yeah, I could see it. Kind of worked the other way for me. It's like the prototypical Mark Wahlberg action movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. My number three is another movie that I haven't seen in quite a while, so I'm not sure how well it holds up, but I loved me some Phone Booth when that first came out. I have this as an honorable mention yeah. for that reason. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those, I think maybe one of the first, at least of the time of a trend of one location, trapped in one location, trying to figure out something going on. Uh, Colin Farrell gets a phone call in a phone booth, and Kiefer Sutherland is like threatening to kill him if he does if he hangs up or does anything. So I don't know. It seemed like a fun thriller at the time. Probably might not be as good as I remember it, but I mean, it is Joel Schumacher. Who directed it? I mean, great first name for sure, but he also directed Batman and Robin. Yeah. So, the bad Batman movies. Uh, yeah. So, if I remember correctly, this was the first movie to really pull off that concept. Yeah, at least that I know. I'm yeah. sure there was one something made in the 70s that was right, right, or something. But to my knowledge, yeah. But yeah. But uh, yeah, well, that was a good pick. Thank you. Thank you. What's your number two? Kind of um, torn between these because I can't. I'm just going to give my number ten to this one. The three ten to Yuma. Number ten. Or yeah. <laughs> Giveaway. <laughs> I'm sorry. My number two. Three ten to Yuma. Yeah, that's my number two as well. It was uh, a DVD I had when I moved to Ocean City, which means I didn't have any internet and stuff. I, it took me a long time to watch because I thought it was like a B movie or whatever. It's really and good. 
I don't really remember anything about it, but I remember really liking it actually after watching it. Yeah, I mean, it's a remake of a classic Western. It's got Christian Bale and Russell Crowe and Ben Foster. I think it's one of his best performances. Um, Yeah, really fun. Really, uh, like one of the better Westerns that I've seen. Has a, has a chance to be in my top five westerns if I, I haven't really sat down and thought about that list and I haven't seen a ton of them, but yeah, really good movie. Definitely. Number one. Number one. Oh yeah, you're saying number two. Lone Survivor. Uh, didn't make my list. Um. Yeah, like I, I we talked about before we started. I was iffy about this list. At first, I didn't even think I had five, but I do have, like, seven. Um, Maybe I just like this movie because I watched it after American Sniper. It's definitely better than American Sniper. And it was so much better than American Sniper. Not that American Sniper is, like, badly directed, but it's, like, we've talked about it before in our review. It's very rah-rah, patriotic bullshit. Lone Survivor Um, has that, too, but not... As much. Not to that extent. Yeah. I mean, it's based off of, I'm sure there's liberties given with Hollywood, but I ended up liking the whole, whatever. It was just what it was. It was a cool take on an action movie. I like the ending. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Like, it'd probably be number six, like seven. If I put Contraband six, that would probably be seven. So, can't really I think I might know what your number one is going to be, and I don't think I've seen it, so... All right, well, let's see. Well, first of all, it's funny that uh, Hell or High Water is a movie that just came out this summer that's that's gotten great reviews, and it's him and Chris Pine, which hopefully we'll be able to review a few weeks down the line because I've heard nothing but great things about it. So might need to update that at some point. But my number one is The Messenger. Yeah. That's what you were expecting? Yeah. It's uh, Ben Foster and Woody Harrelson as soldiers who have to deliver the message when people to people's families when they died in war. I believe that's what it is. Oh, uh, you know what? I, th- I thought it was, uh, what's the Christian Bale movie? Isn't he in, like, The Mechanic? Oh, The Machinist? Machinist, yeah. Yeah. No, this, I think that's what I thought you were going to say. This is a movie, I know what movie you're talking about now. This is a movie I don't remember specifics. Like, that's why I'm like, I think that's what it was about. Even though I loved the movie, like that's all I remember about it is that I loved it. And I can remember like images, but I can't remember the plot exactly. But I think that's yeah, what it is. And that's how I felt about 310 to Human. It's been so, I just remember loving the movie, but I couldn't tell you anything about the plot. The yeah. And this is the one where I'm saying like Ben Foster was awesome in this movie. Uh, and this he was not playing like a super weirdo crazy guy so I know he's capable uh, but this movie I just felt like it was again I, I only saw it the once and I just remember liking it so much but I I remember it as being just like a movie that kind of came out of nowhere it wasn't one that I was expecting a ton out of and it kind of just bowled me over and thought it was uh, really good Nice. I'll definitely have to put that on the list to, to watch. Yeah, but first, you have to talk about another movie you put on your list, and you actually did watch. 
What? Magnolia? Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought you were start talking about Ben Foster uh, Wallace. Whatever. Ben Foster Wallace. <laughs> what am I? What am I getting that mixed up with? The fucking writer. Yeah, the guy from. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, That's great. But we were. You said something to me about Magnolia. I don't know if it was actually on one of the episodes recently. Yeah, I think it was. It was somewhat, sidebar. somewhat recently, I think. Yeah, I can't remember if it was sidebar or not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson, Interconnected Stories. What did you think? I mean, this is a movie I love. It just it made my list that I just finished for BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com with uh, 20 favorite movies of the past 20 years. I think it was in, like, the bottom part of that. But I loved it. I really liked it. I I definitely need to watch it once or twice more. Yeah. I think I'll benefit from that. But so initial impression of starting to watch this movie is this is really cool. Like I like the beginning, the chance things that aren't really chance. And with John C. Riley as a serious cop. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a lot of great movies. I've never realized like he's in Blow or something. Yeah, he's a good actor, man. It's pretty crazy. But, um, so I was really into it, and then about, like, halfway through the movie or so, I was sort of like, I, I guess all the characters, I didn't, I don't know if I didn't think the acting was good for a little while, or I just didn't understand how any of this would connect, but it lost me a little bit. Okay. And then, as it started winding down more... I started being... Like, I didn't like Tom Cruise at first. Yeah, see, the first time I saw it, I was in middle school. Didn't get it at all, and I hated Tom Cruise. But second time, when I rewatched it, loved him. But, yeah, when you look at it as a whole, he's amazing, actually, in this movie. He's really good. He really gives a lot. Like, he's got such a range, actually. Very different role for him. Yeah, and... I'd imagine it has to be one of the, like those first movies that he started doing something like that. Yeah. Like the other thing I can really think of is Tropic Thunder off the top of my head. Not that that's a <laughs> cinema masterpiece, but how cool was it to see him do a role like that? Exactly. Completely agree. So I end up loving the movie, how, but I didn't love the end. Oh, that's one of my favorite endings of all time. Which is why I think I have to watch it a few more times. It's such a crescendo. It makes zero sense, but somehow it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and I kind of get how, like, it doesn't make sense how these coincidental things happen in a way, but yeah. they do. So I feel like there's some – and, I like, I even noticed the thing – like, there's a scene where some they're out in the street or something, and one of the signs is, like, Exodus – Eight some or I don't know I don't know the Bible like that but I'm pretty sure it's something about the frogs yeah 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 whatever the general whatever so I don't know it, it was kind of a roller coaster but I kind of liked it cool in cool. that sense go ahead a great cast I mean unbelievable cast actually uh yeah, William H Macy uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman Philip Baker Hall. Julian Moore, Tom Cruise, John C. Riley, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty insane. My favorite scene, like, 
I did, what dire, incredibly incredible direction when uh, you first see Philip Baker Hall, I think, and he's walking through the hallways, hall of the um, the studio that he's working for, and it kind of just follows him into the elevator all the way up, and it's like this awesome tracking shot. I don't know if if you uh, remember it at all, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I actually like. The direction is by far my favorite part of the movie, yeah. which is not something I'd normally say. Yeah, but. I don't know. It's I sort of like that I didn't like parts of it in a way. Like like the movie is sort of unapologetically itself. I mean, it is a bit of a mess, but a beautiful mess to me. But like looking back now, like reviewing Inherent Vice, I really way. did not like that movie the first time yeah. I saw it. Yeah. And that the more I watch it, the more I'm like I like the aspects that I didn't like about it. Yeah. He's that kind of director. Your next, Definitely. Maybe my favorite. Your next mission is There Will Be Blood. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, you have? Good, good. Oh, uh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, he's my favorite director of all time, for sure. That, that movie, for me, it's just... I gotta be really prepared to watch that movie. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen The Master? Maybe. Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams. No, I don't think so. That's one of my favorites as well. And talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. What a acting powerhouse performance he had in Magnolia. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's tricky to play that role that he did as good as he did. It's... Yeah, he was... Mm. Basically, him... On a phone, like by himself the whole time, you know. Yeah, and it's really weird how they do his character. It's he's kind of like a weirdo at first, and then he ends up being like, yeah, very heartfelt. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. I wish people would take more chances with characters like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I watched some stuff. Let's see. Um, Westworld, the movie. Okay. Yeah, I watched it. Um, and I can definitely see everything I heard about it. Where it's, I heard it's not that great. And it's not, but it is a lot of fun. It still has the awesome concept of, you know, the the yeah. Westworld theme park. It has medieval world and it has Roman world. And it's James Brolin and this other guy with the mustache. It's basically basically like uh, the Jimmy Simpson character and his buddy from the show. Like one of them's a newcomer, one of them's a veteran, one of them's more timid, the other one's more brazen. Uh, and but this movie's it's an hour and a half long, and already the show has been for like three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> but this gets right to the point. It it doesn't take long before shit starts going down, and. Uh, Yul Brenner as the man in black. It's all very wacky, but it's like I said, it's a lot of fun. And super can... new concept for the time though. Oh yeah. Definitely. Probably equivalent like like we were saying Hardcore Henry in the last episode or however this comes out. Not good, but it was so new that it was cool. Yeah, definitely. Imagine that's probably what people thought about this movie. And it's written and directed by Michael Crichton, who eventually wrote uh, the book for Jurassic Park. Wow. So, 
This was kind of like his first attempt at a theme park type thriller. And then he nailed it eventually. And I think Westworld has come around. I'm loving the show after three episodes. How does it play lend to the movie that there's three different worlds? Well, they're basically just like in Disney World where you have Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you can just kind of go in between. Yeah, yeah. But they're okay, not that's what su- I was They're not super close, though. I gotcha. And, yeah, uh, you can definitely see where the show is probably going to go. It's definitely going to be mayhem, it looks like, if it follows the movie, which I'm excited for because they've done so much building into it. So. Yeah, and uh, you've seen the third episode? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... It's getting better and better. The, they planted that seed. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's getting better and better every episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I think we'll look back at the first view, or however long it takes, and realize it's important that they did what they did with the kind of slower burn. Yeah, I hope so. I think so. As of right now, it's just like, I want to... Just see what's going on. Yeah, I know. I'm just waiting. Come on, man versus the machines. But I even just like the like the western look of it. It's so be- beautiful looking show. Oh yeah, you can't take the cinematics away from it. Yeah, for sure. All right, I watched The Conjuring Part Two. Sequel How to Sequel to The Conjuring. If, no you, way. if you didn't know, uh, I like the first Conjuring quite a bit. Uh, we reviewed it on the show. Um, probably one of the best horror movies of that year. And this was a little bit lesser. I didn't like it quite as much, but I, especially in the beginning. It kind of lost me in the beginning, but it got me back. This focuses on a British family. And it's the the two like paranormal detectives or whatever you'd call them. Um, played by... Hold on. Gosh darn it. Patrick Wilson is one. And Vera Farmiga. Yes, I didn't even have to look it up. They're like husband and wife. And they go on these missions for this stuff. And this is their next one. I don't know. It's It was spooky enough. And and it was it's super well made. No, James Wan is a director. It's definitely well made. It had some scares. I just think... It really, the plot, like it had two different things, two different ghosts, and they blended them together in a weird way, which I didn't really understand why. It's a little long, and it's, I almost felt like it was trying too hard to prove its British chops, <laughs> in a way. Like, uh, okay. Like saying bloody and stuff like that, at least early on when you first get to England. So that was a little off-putting, but I did like the movie. I gave it a 7 out of 10. And I watch. You say I watch it, but <laughs> yeah, nah, you you'll be all right. <laughs> um, I watched Mascots. This is the Netflix original movie by Christopher Guest. Oh yeah, I've seen um some advertisements for this. Yeah, he's the guy that made Best in Show, and um. Freaking waiting for Guffman, which I haven't like. I haven't seen. Only ones I've seen are, I think he made this is Spinal Tap too. So that's an awesome movie. Okay. And Best in Show is one of my favorite comedies, ever. Probably in my 
top 10 or 15, which is like a mockumentary of a dog competition. Like, uh, I love mockumentaries. Yeah. And this, like, apparently that's all he knows how to make because apparently he has one about folk singers. He has one with improv. Uh, he has like, and this one is for mask, a mascot competition where it's these crazy characters coming together, mockumentary style and, to me, it just made me want to watch Best in Show again. Um, it's not bad, but it's not as realistic as Best in Show was, which... It seemed a little zany. Yeah, it is. And it kind of takes away from the humor, because Best in Show, it's like actually something that, you know, they, these dog shows are around. And it, at least to me, it seemed pretty realistic for it. Whereas and That's I, what I think makes mockumentaries funny, is... They're rooted. Sort in, of take themselves yeah. so serious that it is funny. Yeah. But, I mean, Mascots, it's not terrible. I enjoyed it. I watched it. It's only an hour and a half, so, like, it's got some laughs, but it was mostly a miss. But I give it a light 6 out of 10. Nice. I watched The Secret Life of Pets. Quickly, um, animated movie that was a hit over the summer. Uh, again, this is... I mean, it's very Pixar wannabe-esque, you know. It's what would the pets do if you leave them, if they actually could talk. And It's toy stories for pets. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's fine. It's not bad. It's not good. Very middle of the road. Um, I don't know. I don't... This is the same people that made Minions, like the same studio of Despicable Me and all that. I just don't think, like, the animation looks that great. Uh, it's very boxy yeah and it's not really my favorite style so but i mean it's like i said it wasn't terrible it was had its moments six out of ten as well and lastly i watched the legend of tarzan don't watch it holy crap wow i actually had kind of like underrated expectations for this because i i don't know i just felt like it made more money than it should have it had better reviews than i thought it would and i thought I think this movie's going to surprise me, and I'm going to like it. Didn't plus like Tarzan, it. even though it's pretty well-known, I wouldn't have thought that its name itself would carry it. Yeah, That's exactly. Fun. But, man, it's not like... It's a re- it's actually a really well-made movie. I mean, it looks fine. The acting is fine. But it's so boring. Really? Yeah, to me, it was so dragging on. It was so dull. Like... I can't really say like it's oh what a terribly terrible movie, but it's just like I just wanted to fall asleep. Yeah, it was. I mean, it had certain moments, you know. It wasn't like dreadful, but five out of ten. Could not recommend it to anybody unless you're like super into Tarzan. Yeah. Even even with uh, Margot Robbie, it could. Oh man. That would get me to watch. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, but couldn't save it. Couldn't save it. But that's all I got. You got anything else? Um, no, I think that's about it for now. All right. Well, uh, maybe we'll get to Ghostbusters in the next episode. Maybe not. Maybe we'll hit up something a little more appealing. We'll just have to see how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, it was not that uh, we didn't want to do it this episode, but timing and yeah. other issues as you can hear my proper microphone isn't working just yeah. 
stupid little things. Yeah, you know this this huge podcasting empire has its little downfalls every once in a while. Believe it or not, we have to work. <laughs> and other have lives outside, so sometimes it's tough. But. You do? Oh, I actually, I just wait by the computer all week for this. <laughs> wait for the money start rolling in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but uh, no, whatever, it's just a yeah hiccup. Not even a misunderstanding, just how shit worked out. Yeah, I mean, you don't always need two reviews, but I just like we try to do it when it's movies that maybe. Like comedies, like that's something you're not really gonna have a deep dive review on. So, yeah, it's essentially watch or not, don't. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. So well, I I wish I had a list of movies that are coming out for Redbox, but I know like Hell or High Water, like I mentioned, isn't too far away. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, I think, is hitting uh, Redbox soon. So we're gonna get to some pretty cool stuff coming up. So stay tuned. And as always, you can email us the Redbox Report. Yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at uh, Redbox Reporter. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there's a delay in Ghost in the Machine. Uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, review. iTunes. iTunes. Bye bye. See ya. I'm a soldier on the battlefield, got an army on the battlefield, outnumbered like the Alamo, I don't even want to go, this is war, yeah, 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 this is war, this is war, yeah, 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 this is war. Always stuck up in a daydream, can't focus on the other team. You all day and night Now I'm ready for a fight This is war Yeah, yeah, yeah This is war This is war Yeah, yeah, yeah This is war I can't be your friend Cause I gotta knock you out With the rest, this is war. Yeah, 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 this is war. This is war. Yeah, 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 this is war. This is war. Yeah, 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 this is war. This is war. Yeah, 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 this is war. This is war. So I can win